This is a story of sorts, the podcast mostly about bookish stuff, and I am your host, Karina Pereira. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Footnotes. This is the fourth episode of the season and today I am going to talk about the books I've read in March. Okay, so March started very slow for me, so much so that the whole month I had the feeling that my reading month was going to be terrible. And by terrible, I actually don't mean just in quantity-wise, but also quality-wise. I was like, I kept dragging the first book, which is not the first time that this happens. I kept dragging the first book that I started reading in March. And then I was like, okay, I'm never going to finish this book. Took me a couple of weeks, I don't know how long, but it's like, I'm never going to finish this book. And then the month, or at least for me, the month went super fast. And at the end of it, I actually managed to put in quite a few reads. But yeah, I always had the feeling that I wasn't reading almost nothing and that my reading month wasn't that good. But let's get into the reviews then. And the book that kind of made this start was They by Kay Dick. And this is a book, if I'm not mistaken, that was published in the 70s. And um, it is basically a dystopic world in which... People are basically being censored, but uh, artists are being censored and information is being taken away, like books start disappearing. And I picked up this book because we got the book into the shop I work at and then it had a small blurb by Emily St. John Mandel and a foreword by Carmen Maria Machado. So I was like, okay, I must own this book because I love both of these authors, so I must own this book. Except that, like, I don't really read forewords, so I don't know why I was so excited about Carmen Maria Machado writing the foreword, because I honestly don't read forewords. I want to get into the book straight away. As I told before, I don't really read nonfiction in print. For some reason, I don't have the patience that it takes to read most nonfiction in print, so I read nonfiction in audio. So if I am reading a fiction book, I just want to get into the story. I do not have the patience that it takes for me to be reading the tales about the story, which is a shame because I love the tales about the story. Like, I have written this month for Book Riot a post about weird bookish stories and it took me a long time to do the research and it's a very long post, but I had so much time retelling those stories with my own words and getting to know these details. But I do admit that I don't have a lot of patience for the ways that I have available to get to those stories sometimes. So yeah, I must admit I started reading the foreword, I thought about reading the foreword and then I was just like, no, I want to go straight into the book, which I did. And then the book, like I'm not saying that writing wasn't good, of course it was good, it, this, this is a classic book, but it just didn't really work for me. And at the end I was quite frustrated because nothing is really revealed. You get glimpse of things. It's almost like a short story. They, eat, like, they give you a glimpse of things, but they don't really explain what's going on. So you kind of understand, okay, this is like, they are censoring artists, writers, painters, etc. There is like this entity that you kind of assume it's the government who is censoring, but basically it's about the, the main character. There's like, you see glimpses of her life you see her with the people that she knows that are still that haven't been taken away and you see what's happening with those people but you don't get to know anyone 
intimately. You don't get to see exactly how the characters or a, a character developing or relationships being formed per se between the characters. Even though, okay, she knew a few people, but you don't really get to see that. And I really miss that. And everything was just so on the surface that I really couldn't enjoy the story. And like, the book is super small. Like, it's another book that I thought in two days, this is read. Oh my god, no, no way, no way. It is super small, but it really took me a long time to, I wouldn't even say get into it because I didn't get into it, but to really finish it because I was adamant that I wanted to finish. It's, it's just a small novella. I wanted to finish it, but I missed getting to know the characters more. I missed getting to know what the heck was going on more. Everything was too much on a surface level for me to enjoy it, but I'm happy I got it again. You know, if it's recommended by two people I love, two authors I love, I'm going to buy it. Unfortunately, it didn't really work for me. But then I listened because I have like, I think I've listened to um, three audiobooks this month, which is really good. But the first one that I've read that I've listened to was Wahala by Nikki May. And let me tell you, I absolutely adored this book. Like, it's so good because it's filled with drama. The, the plot is basically there are three friends and then another friend, another person that one of the friends meets comes into the group and things start getting a little bit off the rails. And each friend has like their own troubles and, you know, things to deal with. Either they are like family affairs or relationship affairs, but they do have these things to deal with. And then this third person kind of in a sense, well, not in a sense, she does make everything worse by, you know, like when you have like that little devil on your side telling you to do something and like you are seeing this person being that little devil and you're like, you bitch. I don't like calling women this, but like, oh my God. It's like, and then you see the people doing certain things and you're like, I cannot believe they are actually going to do that. That's like the most terrible idea. And this book would work great as a tv drama because there is so much drama but it's interesting like don't read this as like oh i don't like drama or whatever no it's interesting drama and there's a lot of character development and you get to know a lot about characters and their interior like their conflicts their deeper conflicts and how they want to thrive in life and what they struggle with but it is a lot of drama and it is super interesting and by the end, you're like, yeah, you're just rooting for the characters. And you're just like amazed by how things developed and how wild they become. So, so yeah, like I cannot recommend Wahala more than I do. And I honestly hope that either Netflix or whatever, I don't care, that they make a movie out of this or a, seri a series out of this because it would work so well on TV. It really would work great on TV. Next book was Yerba Buena by Nina LaCour. I had never read anything by Nina LaCour, but I had heard a lot of good things about her book. Um, especially, I think, was uh, not okay. Is it not okay? It, like, I, I see the cover in front of me, like a girl on her, like you see the back of the girl with pink hair. And I've heard great things about their book. And Libre Femme had the, they have their ALCs program, which I'm part of. And I'm very happy because they always have such good books. Um, they always choose such good um, 
books for every month. And then I had Yerba Buena and I thought, okay, maybe I should give Nina Lacour a, a try. And I'm really happy I did because I did really enjoy this book very much. It is, I'm not, I mean, it's not a romance, but it is a romance, a queer romance. And, but it's really, I would maybe call it literary fiction as well, because it, it goes, it has to do with people and, you know, again, their development and what they go through in life. But the funny thing is that it gave me a lot of Taylor Jenkins read vibes maybe it's the same author um sorry narrator as Evelyn Hugo but I'm not sure anymore and like I was and the storyline for some reason really made me think of Taylor Jenkins read although Taylor usually usually does things with like you know big parties famous people etc and this wasn't like this at all but I really got a lot of those vibes California vibes etc and yeah I truly enjoyed this uh, this book and um, I mean I'm not sure if like she didn't become a super favorite of mine but it was it was engaging and it was interesting so I'm glad I picked it up the next book was probably, I think, maybe my favorite of of the month. And I've read it for the book club that I host at work called Educate Yourself. And we wanted to read about climate change because actually we've been reading about social justice and social issues, but they are all like, you know, queer, LGBT, uh, sorry, that's the same thing, LGBTQ, racism, feminism, and we had never read about climate. And then someone said, oh, I would really like to read about climate. And then I found this book, Migrations, that I also saw a few reviews and most people seem to like it very much. And so I decided to get it. That's the book we were going to discuss at the book club. Unfortunately, we did not like people who were supposed to come in. They um, they couldn't last minute because of work. And uh, unfortunately, I did not get the chance to talk about this book with anyone yet um, because the the meeting didn't go through. But I'm so happy that I got to read this book. And this book is about this woman. And she wants to follow... Like, the world... It's basically... We are at the end of the world. Again. It's like I've been trying to read books about the end of the world because they fascinate me. And we are at the end of the world. And this woman is alone. And she is... If I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess Alaska. She's in Alaska, I think. Is she? I don't know anymore. Listen, I read the books. I swear I read the books, but I forget details. But she is kind of alone and she wants to follow the last migration of turns on Earth. Because the Earth is gone to shit because of climate change. Earth, like a lot of animals that we see nowadays, that we know exist nowadays, have been extinct. Um, extinct. There's almost no fish to be fished because we fished them like, you know, to extinction. Uh, I cannot say this word today. Extinction. Anyway, so yeah, the world is really like things are not okay. And then, but there are still these birds, and she wants. She knows that they're going to go extinct, so she wants to follow them. So she tries to go. What does she need? She needs some fishermen because she figured they can't really fish. Like the fish is going, so they don't have a lot of fish available. But birds know where the fish is so if we all follow the birds i will get to see the birds and they will get to get the fish right so she gets you know she approaches this crew and tries to convince them to travel with them even though she has no experience as a fisherman fisherwoman uh fisher is that enough so she tries to convince them 
And then basically the whole story goes back and forth, like in different years. It's not even like, oh, it goes like 12 years back sometimes, four years back in other times. And you kind of get to figure out and find out things about her life along the way and why she wants to do what she is doing. Why her love for birds and yeah, like the whole mission. It's so, it's like the story is really good. I loved all of the little plot twists because there, there was nothing like super, maybe there was, there was one plot twist that was a bit, oh my God. But the other things you get to know, they are less, you know, wow, but they are still there and they are very important for the story. And I loved getting to know those things, but the writing is so beautiful. It's so poetic. And it reminded me a little bit of, I know this book is in Dutch, but Het Vogelhuis, uh, which is actually translated to English, but I read it in Dutch. And it's the um, Bird Cottage, if I'm not mistaken. And it's about the life of Len Howard. But there's this poetry, like I, I want to talk about braiding sweetgrass because I know the writing is different, but there is this poetry and this melancholy this sadness and heaviness to the writing that makes it so beautiful and so engaging and I absolutely adored it. So if you are considering migrations but you haven't read it yet, please do. I can almost guarantee that you're gonna love it. I did. The next one, keeping with the migration uh, theme, was the annual migration of clouds. Again, I got it from LibreFM and it was, again, another book about the end of the world. So I was like, well, this this is this sounds perfect. Like, it has a super cool name. And it's about the end of the world. Let's listen to it. I liked it, but I gave it three stars. because Or three and a half. Because I wasn't very engaged. Like, I had this thing that it happened when I watched Star Wars the first time. Which is, they give you a piece of information at the beginning. That it's not very interesting or important for the whole story for what is about to happen next but I get fixated in that like when is that going to happen I don't know if any of you know about like there's this video clip about this guy who has well let's say he has a beastly face and then he gets into a fight to kind of save a girl it's it's a music video and then at some point during the fight he lets go of his bag and then he and the girl walk away and he never goes back to get the bag as far as I know so all I could think about the whole freaking video was what about your bag? And every time someone abandons something like that, that I kind of feel like I would not abandon and I would go back and you don't see the resolution. I'm like, okay, but when are you going to pick that up again? When are you going to get the thing that you just abandoned? And I can't think of anything else. And in this book, it starts with a promise, like a girl gets a letter and then she is invited to go to this university, to this academy. And it's the end of the world. So people live in a way that they really have to work hard just to get, you know, basic things to eat, not to starve. And they live in a community. And the life in that community, like every person in the community is important to work for the community together so they can survive. And her mother, you know, she has some issues and she can't always work or, or, you know, fend for herself all by herself. But this girl knows that this university letter, this invitation to go and study, it's a big opportunity for herself, but also for the community. Because you go study, you, you know, you develop and whatever you learn, you bring back to the community. But 
of course, her mom doesn't even know. They don't even know if the letter comes, like if it's not a scam or if it's not a lie. And then she has to take the trip all by herself to go to the, um, to the university without even knowing if it's actually really truth. And then I was like, okay, she's going to go to the university. This was like the first bit that, that the book makes you believe. She is going to go to this university. She wants to go so much. More than anything, she's going to find a way. Except that the whole book, she she's kind of holding on to this. But the whole array of things are happening. And I'm waiting for her to go to the university. And I think maybe it's the fault of Wilder Girls that I read a few months ago. And I was expecting to be something happening at the university. So I kind of felt like that the whole book was just the, like the prologue. So the book was the prologue until she went to university. Because that, that's what she's supposed to do. But no, the book is actually basically her whole, whole journey to go to university. And to make that dream come true. And I'm not going to tell you if it happened or not, of course. Because I don't want to spoil the book. But because of that, I kept hanging on. Okay, when will this develop? When will she find out if the university is true or not? What, when? And yeah, you don't know, okay? <laughs> you don't really. I, like I said, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But you, like until the very end, it's just like the whole premise for me never came true. You never see her in the at the universe at the actual university, okay? Which this is not a spoiler. It's okay for you to know this. It's not important because this has nothing to do with the plot of the story. And if I had been able to just you know let go of that piece of information about like when is she going to school and just like read what I was reading and figure out, let it happen, it would have been okay. But I could not let go of that. And the story is still interesting. It's well written. I like the narration and everything, but I just kept holding on to that. And I, I do think the premise kind of didn't develop in a way that it was satisfying to me. Like I was not satisfied with what the book was able to give me. Even though I think that it is a good book and I think other people will honestly, truly appreciate it. For me, there was something there missing. The next book was a memoir, which I haven't read in a while. And I love memoirs, especially in audio. When they are narrated by their writers is even better. And this one was I Came All This Way To Meet You by Jamie Attenberg. And I have never read anything by Jamie. I think it's Jamie because like her name. Yeah, I think I heard her say Jamie. So I apologize if, if it's Jamie or... I don't... It's not Jamie, right? It's Jamie. I don't know. Anyway, I had never read anything by the author before. But I really, truly love to get to know authors through their memoirs. Or honestly, any celebrity. Like, sometimes I have this idea of a celebrity. And then I will... Because I don't know enough about them. And then I will listen to their memoirs. Like, oh, wow. I learned a lot about this person. And I really enjoyed learning so much about this person. So I have now actually bought one of her books, The Middle Steins, I think that's, that's the title. And um, because I was looking also for more books for adults with a fat main character. And she actually has this one. But I didn't know anything about her. And I honestly, like, I really fell in love with the author. Because the way she's reading, she's narrating. And she is always, you can hear the smile on her face. And even when she is telling things that are kind of sad, you know, and depressing, she has that 
that softness in her voice that I really loved and her optimistic way to kind of tell stories. I loved hearing about her love for travel and how she used to always be on the road and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it, it was so interesting to get to know about her life like that. And it's actually a funny episode because I was at work and I was thinking about the memoir. It's how good it is. And then I was like, oh, I don't know who this author is. Let me Google her. And as soon as I Google her, you get like a bunch of photos, of course, of the author. And my first reaction was like, whoa, she cute. Like she damn cute. And then I went to, I went home after work and I always listen to audiobooks on my way home. And it was, I was listening and uh, just coincidentally in that chapter, she was talking about not being a pretty woman and I was listening to that and I was like what are you talking about like the first thing I thought when I googled you was how cute you were and now you're talking about how not cute you you are it was just a funny coincidence but um yeah I've heard I saw a lot of people on Instagram talking about this book and that's why I picked it up again thank you Libre FM for another advanced listening copy and I truly loved it I gave it five stars and I can't wait to actually get to know her writing and her books now. The next two books that I've read, and this is why I've read, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books this month, were graphic novels. One of them, the first one I've read, was They Call This Enemy by George Takei. And I've been meaning to actually read this graphic novel for a while, but I don't know, I just hadn't ordered it before. So I just decided to put an order and it came in a few weeks ago. And I love graphic novels and I think graphic novels are so good in memoir. Like when they are telling, to tell, to tell about history and to teach history. Because most of the times, and especially like this one for sure. Like I'm not talking about Mouse because Mouse is a heavy book. I haven't read it yet. I'm a bit daunted by it. But I'm sure it's an amazing book to, you know, to learn about the Holocaust. But it's a heavy book. But books like graphic novels like this one, but like they call this enemy, they are easy to understand. They are not confusing. Like the images help the understanding. They don't make it like too much, you know, like on your face with all the visuals. They really help you understand. And I, I loved learning about this because I knew that there were Japanese camps in the United States. But it's not something I've learned at school. It's something that I've learned, honestly, from social media, from being online, from being on the internet, from hearing people talk about it. But again, it's a piece of history that I, I was not at all familiar with. Like, I had this knowledge, I knew about this, but not in a deeper level. I had no idea why, even. Like, it didn't surprise me, because, come on, like, humanity, you know... But I didn't know why. And then in this um, book, Takei, who was himself in one of those camps with his family, explains everything that happened. And the curious thing to me is, Pearl Harbor used to be, as I was, you know, 20s, in my 20s, one of my favorite movies. I loved that movie. But you learn about Pearl Harbor and you never learn what happened to Japanese Americans and Japanese people who were in America after Pearl Harbor. So I did not know that the camps were directly connected with Pearl Harbor. And then through this book, I got to know what happened. And I got to know that, you know, 
it's a bit like what's happening now with the situation in Ukraine. Because I know that there are Russian people living all around the world now. They are being bullied for being Russian when they have nothing to do with what's happening in Russia. And actually, they don't agree with what Putin is doing. Um, and like the fact that the government did this, that the fact that the government saw, okay, Japanese people living in the United States are immediately an enemy of the United States just because they are Japanese. Some of them were born in the United States. And it's just like, again, I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, but it's terrifying and it's it's terrible. It's terrible. And But yeah, but this book is really good. So if you want to also learn more about George Takei's life, but also about this experience that he had and the many like him had, I can really recommend um, They Call This Enemy is a beautiful graphic novel as well. The last book of the month is a book that as soon as I saw it, I thought I gotta have it. Because, and let me just say what the title is, Ain't Burned All the Bright by Jason Reynolds and Jason Griffin. This book is beautiful. Like, even if you don't consider the text that is inside, just for the way it looks, is beautiful. It's so heavy because the, the pages are kind of glossy paper and it's so freaking heavy and it's so beautiful. Like, I cannot explain. Like, you have to see it because I cannot explain. Like, the blue is like this blue, like sky blue. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't explain. It's just really beautiful. And then the story is, of course, it talks, you know, racism in America, the way black people are treated, the way black people fear for their lives just for being black. And it's in a poetry. So you have a lot of imagery, so a lot of artwork, and then you have small bits of text, small sentences that all together are a poem. And it talks about that. And it talks about, you know, like breathing with the situation um, that happened in America and everything last year and Black Lives Matter, you know, that became a symbol, the symbol of breathing um, and I can breathe sentence. So uh, it is like they managed to capture so much in a book just with visual arts and a few sentences, a few bits of text. It's, It's honestly truly beautiful and it's such an amazing book to have in your bookshelf such a great addition so uh, yeah if you are considering buying this it wasn't even that expensive i think that like the regular price is 22.95 here in in the netherlands like for a book like that for a graphic novel like that it's very cheap so but that that i mean we're not going to talk about money sorry it's the the capricorn in me coming out but uh, anyway but i am these were the books that i have read in March. I already have a few books that I've read in April because the month started a bit faster reading wise than March that I'm really excited about and this month comes out Sea of Tranquility which was my favorite book of last year and I can't wait to reread it. I already have it because the book actually comes out on the 5th of April but it arrived earlier at my bookstore so I immediately brought it home and it's a beautiful edition but I'll talk about it once I reread it. I'm very excited about it. So you'll get all the other details after the outro. And don't forget to come talk to me on Instagram if you ever feel like. And to subscribe to my tiny letter because I have a newsletter that I try to send every month with the things like, you know, random thoughts, books that I have read, things that I have written. So you get a little bit of what I have in the podcast and some extras. Also with updates about podcasts. So you can always subscribe to the the newsletter to know what I'm doing. And that's it. That's it for this month. So uh, yeah, stay for the outro so you know where to get all the links and everything. 
and you'll hear from me soon with another interview. Bye-bye. You can access today's show's notes via my pod page, which you can find along with all of my social media links at linktree slash Karina Pereira. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting A Story of Sorts on Patreon. Patreon is a platform which allows you to contribute monthly to the podcast in exchange for extra content, such as early access to episodes, a shout-out at the end of an episode and on Instagram, and choosing a theme for me to talk about on the podcast. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash a story of sorts. Leaving a review would also be highly appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to get a notification when the next episode hits. I'll talk to you then, and thank you for listening.